Hello, I'm Paul Cornell, and you're listening to Podcastica. Welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 186, The Time Warrior. My name is John and joining me as he does every time we try to hit that little button on the back of Hassan Tarn's head is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, hello. Hey. How are you, sir? Um, I'm here. Yep. I'm here. <laughs> That's something. Okay. That's something. Uh, how are you doing? I am doing well. Let's go with that. I think we're both kind of in the the fog of the the state of <sighs> state of everything that is going on. I feel like I can't go an hour without seeing some other utterly asinine behavior or bit of news every time i think we've hit the bottom of something it's like oh no it goes deeper it's <laughs> it's the freaking oak island money pit it just it keeps going, and going. <laughs> love that reference well yeah yeah man uh things are not great and people are pretty dumb but yeah <laughs> uh we are you know we here at podcast are doing our darndest to not be complete morons <laughs> Yeah, generally speaking, humans are stupid. Yes, absolutely. And I know it's not all of them, but boy, it's enough of them. Well, I mean, remember the Darwin Awards? Oh, God, yeah. Man, taking me back to the early internet days. <laughs> Might be time to write a new book. Jeez, right? Well, Taylor, um, I'm trying to think of what my past week brought me just in general, just to update the people. I know that you and I... Recorded back-to-back podcasts last week. Yes, we did. Uh, we recorded an episode of What Do You Want to Talk About, which is something where we did not talk about Doctor Who, I think, for more than a minute. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was a very interesting conversation. A lot of uh, great stuff came out of it. And I, I will say, if you're listening to this right now, it's probably on Spotify as well. We'll just nail that in. I'll put it out tomorrow or today. Okay. <laughs> so double header of John and Taylor podcasts tomorrow. Uh, it's a good listen. It was a lot of fun. And it was. we'll probably end up doing it again as a another podcast. So, you know, we, we have Someday. less time than we already do. But, <laughs> yeah, it was fun. So, I mean, that's I think that's um, oh, I bought a webcam. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to check its status because it's coming from 45 miles away, so it's it better not get here on Saturday, like it said. That would be ridiculous, right? I've I've had some pretty ridiculous like post office stories. God knows they need the help, and I'm happy to support them. Oh, absolutely. But some of these, like I've just given up just trying to track stuff. I'm like, oh, it's supposed to be your Thursday? Great. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm not going to watch every step of the way because I'm going to get obsessed about it. Like taking like four different stops through Oakland. It's like, come on, just get, just get here. Get here already. (laughs) I'll come and pick you up. 
seriously. Please let me come seriously. and pick you up. I know. I know. All right, Taylor. We're going to we're gonna try and figure out what is making us happy this week. So would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? I don't have a preference. Okay. Um let's see. What is making me happy this week? I think the thing that is making me happy this week is Lauren and I this weekend went back to Texas Roadhouse and they are selling all of their steaks half off. Nice. Their raw steaks. So we promptly bought 10 steaks. So, and they're delicious. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what's making me happy this week. Just, you know, I guess just maybe let's go with cooking in general is yeah. making me happy yeah. this week. And what else? That's, I think that's it. Yep. That's mm-hmm. all I got. What about you, sir? Uh, you know, I got to admit, I have literally spent days trying to figure out what my answer was going to be for this tonight. And that's, that's worrying. Um, it is a little bit, but yeah, um, there's man, just things are just kind of mentally rough right now. Yeah. Um, there are things that I, I really, I shouldn't complain about because, Hey, you know, I've, I've got a job. I can work from home. Yes. Um, things are just getting busier mm-hmm. with it and my patience for people is getting shorter at the moment oh boy um yeah especially especially work people um but i won't go into details on that that's just that's neither here nor there um i will say however um music man music is just making me happy right now um just having something playing while i'm working uh, or while I'm out on a walk really, really helps. Um, and for some reason I downloaded a bunch of like stems and samples and stuff. And part of me is like, you know, damn it. I'm going to, I want to try and make a song. Oh. I don't know if it'll work. It could be garbage, but not the band garbage. Cause that would actually be good music. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I, yeah, I just, I, I, I have this urge. I, I've been antsy. I've been feeling like, like I just can't sit still and chill. Like like my Sunday was all over the place. Oh boy! And then I was literally forced to sit and chill for a while while Amber cut my hair. Oh, I have very short hair now. Nice. Yeah, I gotta yeah. I gotta get the old shaving done out of here. I gotta gotta get yeah. that going on. Yeah. So oh. so I'm music is making me happy. There are other things that are making me happy, but I feel like it's just all small, well, fits and starts everywhere. But yeah. And recording this with you, John. There we go. You know what else is making me happy is uh, the little the little care package I got from you. There we go. Mm. Yes, we got some some fun masks. Uh, One I think we're going to. I think the one with the filter. We're going to make that our going to the store mask. Okay. Like around a lot of people, mask. I'm not sure. We'll figure it out. But um, they're great. Um, We haven't worn them yet so i haven't mm-hmm. been able to post any pictures but they're great Love good them. good yeah just don't um if you if you use those as you're going to the store masks do not reuse the filter the the filter itself yes absolutely yeah i, yeah. I, I okay. will burn it and throw it off the balcony sure wait maybe not no maybe not mm. <clears throat> all right so let's get to this who news shall we yeah, gosh, it got quite a bit. Um, and I, I just I feel like there's constantly stuff uh, going on with Doctor Who lately. 
But first off, a little bit of sad news because Pip Baker of Pip and Jane Baker fame has passed away at age 91. Yeah, super sad. I mean, Mark of the Ronnie, the trial of the Time Lord. Literally invented the Ronnie. Yes, time of the Ronnie. Mm -hmm. Man. That's a huge bummer, and we've said that oh, yeah. we've said those names a couple of times on. Uh, oh yes, on this on this program. Yeah, yeah. Say, oh, and Jane we... Baker passed in two thousand and fourteen. I didn't know. Yeah, that. yeah. Uh, it was before we started the show, so. No. Yeah, but hey, together again, right? Yes, indeed, and obviously their legacy lives on. Oh, absolutely. Uh, with lots of wacky and entertaining stories from the eighties. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, in other exciting news, friend of the show, Paul Cornell, has penned a 13th Doctor short story. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. 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 Is, yeah, it in this, is it in this blog, or is it? It is. It, it is that entry. Um, and, uh, yeah, I almost, I feel like I've seen tweets from him hinting that there's actually going to be three parts Oh, nice. To this story. Um, I don't know if that's actually true. That's that's my interpretation mm. of, of reading tweets of his. But uh, no, very exciting to see him uh, creating something in the 13th Doctor's voice. And um, even so much as from more of a Yaz perspective, which, you know, as we all know, it's good to have Yaz doing things. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Yeah, so please, by all means, hit up the show notes. Check that out if you haven't seen it yet. Um, big finish. Lots of big finish stuff going on. Big finish, basically, I think, just killing the quarantine game. Absolutely, right yeah. Doing just an amazing job uh, putting stuff out, interacting with fans, all sorts of stuff. So the, the latest installment of their Time War series actually focuses on Susan. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Um, I want to say it's a proper four part volume. Um, yes, yes. Four stories. Um, William Russell reprises his role as Ian Chesterton. Uh, Paul McGann get invo- gets involved as the doctor, obviously. Love um, it. Yeah. Yeah. Very exciting. Obviously we've got Daleks in it. Of course. I'm, I'm going to. I'm definitely going to check this out. I've been enjoying the, enjoying the uh, Time War uh, stories that I've listened to so far. Very cool. So I can definitely see that one. And on top of that, you know, we, we enjoyed class. Yes. It, of course, did not come back on our screens, but Big Finish picked up that torch. Yes, they did. And carried it on well, well, volumes three and four. Oh, man. Uh, I love it will be available later this month. Man, it's so crazy, right? I know. We loved class. (laughs) We really did. And and unfortunately, I have not listened to any um, of their Big Finish adventures yet. I'm I'm, uh, on Big Finish. I'm on the site right now. I want to see an excerpt is free. I don't want it. I want the whole thing. What do we got here? Oh, wow. Not that bad. Volume one's twenty. Okay. Volume two's twenty. Volume and I guess these are pre orders for four and three. Uh they are sixteen. Okay. Okay. Not bad. Do they got the great theme song at the beginning? Those I opening credits were killer. 
Yeah, those oh, were good. Love it. Those were good. Um, and you know, I don't know if it's synchronicity or serendipity. The mm. fact that we pick the Time Warrior um, round about the anniversary of Liz Layden's passing. Yeah, I I did not do that on purpose. I think uh, uh, I did. Yeah. <clears throat> I think we I originally picked a different one, and then I went, oh, this one has a lot of firsts in it. Let's do that. Yeah, actually. Yeah, you absolutely did, because we were hashing it out before last week's episode. Um, so more big finish news. They are recasting Sarah Jane Smith for their audios. And yes, I realize I can, I can feel your hackles up, dear listeners, but... They're recasting her with Liz Sladen's own daughter. Yeah, this is very interesting. I'm uh I'm excited for this. This is cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Um 2021, yeah. Okay, I think so, yeah. I love it. I think this is a this is great. I love when they do this. I I just wish they would do that with um I mean, I don't really know what um oh my goodness, what uh John Pertwee's son is doing, but uh, oh yeah, that would be great. I loved mm-hmm. him in Gotham. I've seen the pictures of him dressed as his as his dad's doctor, and it's just like, come on, man! Somebody, <laughs> somebody, just throw it in. It would be so fun. Yeah, I feel like I've seen those pictures too. That rings a bell. Yeah, that would be great. I I would love that so much. Yeah, that would be neat. Yeah. Um, and lastly, this week there is a uh, new mini-sode, a mini-episode that bids farewell to Sarah Jane. Uh, written by Russell T. Davies. Um, I watched it on, what was it, Sunday? Yeah, because they, they released that before doing the rewatch of um, Journey's End. Yeah, Journey's End, right. Yeah, thank you. I'm like, I'm thinking of the next one. Why can't I think of the one that just happened? <laughs> the, um, uh, it, it, the Stolen Earth and Journey's End. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Still on Earth is the other one. That's right. Um, and and it, it 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 was moving. It really was. Um, it, and it was neat because um, they had the characters who who could um, actually record their own bits. So they added in the in like basically cell phone footage of you know, uh, um, and Katie Manning mm-hmm. doing her part. I know Sophie Alger did a part for it. Um, uh, Angela Mahindra too. Uh, yeah, if you haven't seen it, grab the tissues first. Oh yeah, I have yeah. not. I have not watched this um, mainly because of that. I think. <laughs> well, I, I will. I will. I will give away one small, tiny spoiler um, that Russell TV Davies has done to Canon now. Um, Tegan and Nissa shacked up together, and they're living in Australia. <laughs> Yeah. And I saw this morning somebody had tweeted out screen caps that somebody's already updated it on TARDIS Wikia that they are each other's partners. Oh my god, that's amazing. And I'm like, I, I fully support this. Good that's good stuff. I fully support this. I only kind of wish it had happened before Gallifrey won, so we could talk to them about it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that's that's good stuff. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that was good stuff. So if you are a fan of Lockdown Who, the next lockdown is this Friday the twenty fourth with human nature and family of blood starts at eleven AM Pacific time. 
and I assume Eastern. I assume friend of the show Paul Cornell will be all over that. Yes, Excellent. yes, he will be live tweeting. I don't think I've seen anyone else announced uh, just yet, but I'm sure. Oh yeah, they will get some more people um, because these these are a couple of fantastic episodes. Oh yes, absolutely, good stuff. All right, uh, so. This week, we watched The Time Warrior, starring John Pertwee as the Doctor, Liz Sladen as Sarah Jane Smith, Nicholas Courtney as the Brig, and David Dacre as Iron Gron. Iron Gron. I am Iron Gron. And I just need that in that, like, distorted uh, Ozzy Osbourne, I am Iron Man, you know? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) It also stars Kevin Lindsay as Lynx and Jeremy Bullock as Hal. Uh, it was written by Robert Holmes and directed by Alan Bromley, and it first aired from December 15th, 1973 through January 5th, 1974, and it is the first story of season 11, and we have a bunch of story notes that I have not read this time, and I'm still not reading them, and all of our story notes are brought to us by the fine folks over at TARDIS Wikia. All right. Well... <clears throat> Working titles for this story included The Fugitive, which had already been taken, uh, The Time Fugitive, mm-hmm. and The Time Survivor. Um, it's kind of like putting space in front of things. Yes, it it's is. It's a space cafe. It's a time cafe. It's a space-time cafe. I think uh, I think they were, they were fine with the time. None of those are, like, really... I mean, The Time Fugitive, I guess, but he really wasn't a fugitive. No. He was just stranded. Yeah. Anyway. The time potato. The time potato, yes. Time for potatoes. Time, yes, that sounds good. <laughs> a little bit of bacon, a little bit of butter, yeah. some sour cream. Chives. I'm hungry again. Yeah, uh, okay. No chives? Uh, no, I'm not a chive fan. Oh, all right. No. Um, so this story features the debut of a new opening and closing title sequence designed by Bernard Lodge and was created using a process known as slit scan. It's just fun to say slit scan. Interesting. Um, yeah, the opening title sequence features for the first time the distinctive diamond-shaped logo for the series. We we are going to talk about that in a bit. Yep. I'm excited to, but all right, here we go. Like I said, lots of firsts yes. for, this, uh, for this story, beginning with this story, no less. Individual episodes are listed as part one, part two, so on and so forth. This replaced the previous system of calling them episode one, episode two, and oh. so on and so forth, established back in 1966 with the Savages. Interesting. This naming structure introduced in this story uh, was used all the way through to survival in 1989 with the single exception of Destiny of the Daleks. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yep. Now, John, you remember um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yes. Yeah. Do you remember the guy who played the detective? Oh, my God. Bob Hoskins? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, Bob Hoskins, picture him in your mind, will you? You know, <laughs> Mario in the 1993 Mario yes. That's a little shout out to Ben Padden there um, of the Game of Rassalon. Yes. Bob Hoskins was actually offered the role of Iron Gron. Oh, my but goodness. But did not accept. However, he was the one who re- recommended David Dacre for the role. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yep. Bob Hoskins is yep. great. Bob Hoskins is great. Yes. Don't get me wrong, but he is no Iron Gron, sir. No, not at all. 
Uh, here's a really weird thing. Gallifrey was originally scripted as Galfrey. Galfrey, yes, I did. I, I pronounced it that way, like Belfry. I mean, I think that's probably what they were going for. I, yeah, but I, I don't know that I'd have as much fun going to Galfrey One. True. <laughs> True. Um, so yeah, there's there's a weird thing that would have changed everything. Oh yeah. <clears throat> Um, so as we mentioned, this uh, story stars Jeremy Bullock as the archer Hal. Yes. Um, Bullock would go on to perhaps greater fame as none other than bounty hunter, bounty hunter Boba Fett. Oh my! God. The Star Wars films. Wow. As well as a series of small roles in James Bond films. Huh. Now we previously previously saw him as Tor in the Space Museum, which was. That wasn't the last one we did. Why do I keep thinking no, Space Museum I is the one? I don't know, because time doesn't exist anymore. I'm like, wow, the one we just did last time, which is, you know what? That's the that's going to be the new ongoing joke. Space The Space Museum was always the last episode we did. There you go. Oh there you go. Wow. And oil was negative $40. There you go. That's so they, What the flip? That's crazy. Yeah, he played Boba Fett. That's awesome. Isn't that wild? Wow, crazy. Well, before we start digging in here, uh, we have a world-famous synopsis from Taylor, so take it away. Well, I'll, I'll never match the one that I did last week for the Space Museum, but... Yes, right. <laughs> the mighty Santaran Commander Lynx is thrown off course and crashes in the 13th century. In order to fix his sweet sphere, he enlists the help of scientists stolen from the 20th century and endears himself to a most unruly leader. The doctor, in chasing down these missing scientists, travels back, but uh, with a snooping stowaway stowed, well, away, and possibly the greatest legacy begins here, that of Sarah Jane Smith. Oh, well, let's go with overall feelings before we we get into this. I will say... um, this was a delight. Uh, I had a really good time. All the characters were great. I I mean, there's a dude named Bloodaxe in this. Um, <laughs> yes. There is a, a, a night robot that is like a Rock'em Sock'em robot. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, most of all, we get the introduction of Sarah Jane Smith. Yeah. This is a great, great story. It is. It's, 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 a, it's a fun story. It's a nice little pseudo historical. Um, it, it's great to have a third doctor story that isn't just deeply entrenched in unit. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, but it, yeah, it is. It's fun. There, there's something about kind of doing a story set in a medieval setting where it can either be like overly serious mm-hmm. and like, I don't know, Game of Thrones ish, or it's a little bonkers. Oh, yeah. Because everybody's eating and drinking too much and shouting at wenches and wenches are shouting back and there's sword fighting and all that kind of stuff. And it's fun. Pouring wine on people that I didn't even know were there and kind of scared me. Precisely. (laughs) And this is that story. Absolutely. So we mentioned last week when we were closing out our our episode on the Space Museum, um... (laughs) I'm just running with it. Everyone's going to be so confused. We talked about how this is a this has a lot of firsts in it. We have the first appearance of Sarah Jane Smith. We have the first appearance of the Centaurans and the first mention of the Doctor's home planet being called Gallifrey. But let's yeah. let's start with I think the most important part, which is 
the first appearance of Sarah Jane Smith. So let's talk about Sarah Jane Smith for a little bit. Yeah, and how actually her, what is it, aunt, cousin Lavinia Smith was supposed to be the companion. Yes, uh, which is <laughs> which is very funny. She um, she comes in. Basically, yeah, we're, we're in a secure location that's so secure they didn't even let the brig in. Um, or they weren't going to, and the doctor's like, well, Brig, I guess they shouldn't have, or something, I don't know. You know their banter <laughs> that they have. Uh, we're introduced to Professor... Professor? Oh, boy. Professor, professor, professor Rubish. Oh, my gosh, Rubish. We'll get to Rubish in a minute, but we're also introduced to Sarah Jane Smith, who uh, is a journalist, and she's looking for a story. Um, and I am w- right out the gate, just 100% into Sarah Jane Smith and her just having none of everything that is going on. Exactly. And that is, yeah. And not like in a, yeah. And not like in a, Oh, this is terrible. Like in a, this is terrible. And I'm going to tell you all the reasons why it's terrible. And (laughs) I mean, there is a lot of like, I'm surprised she didn't deck the guard that grabbed her when she traveled back. I, w- I was waiting for it. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, just very take charge, not taking anyone's uh, BS, if you if you will. Uh, she wants answers. She's always asking questions. She's, she's super smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, man, I just, like, this is such a great introduction to her, and I just loved it. Yeah. And I really dug all the costuming she had. Yeah, I I really loved the uh, the pantsuit at the beginning mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the end. I also loved like this Robin Hood esque uh, garb oh, she was wearing. Yeah. yeah, no, it's it's great, and and the fact that at one point I want to say it's episode I want to say it's episode four, where she's like she's like in the castle and comes across this like I don't know wenchish kind of oh yes lady, and she's just like she knows she's got to roll with it and she's got to put on airs yes to uh to try and get out of the situation and and she does a pretty good job i mean it doesn't it doesn't ultimately work right but the fact that she's so new to this situation it's her first time time traveling she's finally figured out oh no i'm really in i'm really in the 1200s i better do something yeah um and she steps up and and is and is able to at least make an effort in pulling that off is is quite admirable i mean first episode in she's she's saving the doctor from from uh firing from a firing squad basically well not to not to mention she spends a good chunk of the story convinced the doctor's the baddie yes which is also very interesting yeah a very interesting plot twist yeah. Um, and I it makes sense. I also love when she first lands or she leaves the TARDIS mm-hmm. and she asks um she asks Hal for directions and he just he's like, Holy crap and like shoots the arrow where it's not supposed to go. Yes, yes, yes. So like coincidentally she when Hal says, and I would have hit you too if it wasn't for these meddling kids, I mean this person <laughs> It, 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 you know, indirectly buys her favor with uh, Iron Gone. Yeah. Um, yeah, Sarah Jane was just great in this. I, everything she did was great. I loved the, when she went to go release the, when the doctor was, you know, dodging bullets. Yes. 
for a very lengthy time. I love that mm-hmm. she uh, she cut the chandelier for him to like swing to safety, which was just so great. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, lo- I love that she's she's convinced she's basically at a rent fair. Yes, when she's the, the first, like, yeah, yeah, the first scene where she's just like, oh, this is a really well done reenactment. This castle mm-hmm. is just really well done, and they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, I also love when they are throwing the the stink bomb. The what did they superior stink bombs? Oh yes, over the over the wall that she's kind of mm-hmm. jumping up and down to try and see over the wall. I thought that was pretty adorable. Yeah, it is. I mean, I don't think I don't think Liz Sladen was terribly tall. No, so kind of you know yeah. That kind of stuff is is yeah, it's cute. <laughs> and all, all of the the banter between Sarah and the Doctor was great. It was just a perfect fit immediately. Yeah. Um, I love that the Doctor describes himself when he's basically saying I'm an alien. When he describes oh, himself as a yes. galactic ticket inspector, I have put that on the ribbon list. Great, because I had never heard that before, and I went, "Why is that not used more? That is amazing." Yeah, I love that. Why, why? Why at least did we not get that in like Greatest Show of the Galaxy where there was a galactic? Yes, yeah, <laughs> yes. Was he Gallifreyan? I don't know. He he wasn't, but um, no, no. According to the uh, Big Finish story I've listened to, no, definitely no. not. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, Sarah Jane through and through amazing in this entire entire story, and I mean not. Not to be second fiddle or anything, but we got to talk about the Centaurans' first appearance here. We got to talk about yes. we got to talk about Lynx. We have to talk about his costume design. There's a lot going on here, and but I think for me, it's really good to know that the Centaurans were always very Centaurinish. Yes, like this, always. I could see this being, except for calling um, a girl a boy. See here, boy. Like that didn't happen. But <laughs> no. Besides we, we, that, it was to a T. Yeah, it was. I mean, the Suntarans have always been a very uh, uh, battle ready race. Yes, they're clones. They're giant Mister Potato Heads trying to take over the world. I love uh, them. I love them. I, I I do too. And it, and it's funny because I mean I've seen some of the Centauran stories in the Fourth Doctor's era. Mm-hmm. Sarah Jane's still around for those, by the way. Oh. Um, and it's funny. I almost think that the Centauran like costume got worse. <laughs> you know, as it went along, I will say. I'm looking at whatever the still that they have on the on Wikipedia. Okay. They're, on regular Wikipedia. On regular Wikipedia, they're like here okay. here is the the Centauran costume from the Doctor Who experience. And I'm like, this looks like garbage. Is this the same one? It doesn't look as good. Cuz I will say, I mean the, the very first time I see a Centauran, I went, "Yes, this is awesome. He looks mm-hmm. great." Uh, and I mean, I, everything about it, the silver was like super bright and looked great. The helmet was also pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I will say about the, the helmet is it looked like, uh, the actor was having a real hard time seeing through it. 
Like there was oh, a couple of yeah. times when someone would like hand him a gun and he'd have to like feel around for mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And then there was uh, he he uses that device to to smoke Iron Gron's, uh weapon out of his hand, and he's like kind of like fumbling with it a little bit. Yeah. Um. So I mean, besides that, it was pretty cool. It looked very sleek, all silver, like you would think. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. It, and it's funny because for for this particular story, I mean, yeah, it's it is totally spacey, but it it does also look kind of like a suit of armor. It does very much. So it, it kind of really fit with the story, and I don't know if if the story setting kind of influenced the costume design, mm-hmm. or if it was like, hey, here, I have an idea for an alien. Oh, well, let's plonk it down in this story. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't really know. I, I also wonder if they just assumed the Centauran would be a one-off. Yeah, I don't know. That's yeah. a good question. But um, overall, just really loved Lynx. He was he was as Centauran as Centaurans get. Um, yeah, Strax would be proud of him. Yes, a war? That sounds exciting. <laughs> um, and, I mean, the deal he makes with Iron Gron, which is basically, look, I will let me use your men... Or your, or your. Let me just use your resources at, at your castle, basically, because he wants yep. to use men. But he's like, Iron Ground's like, what are you talking about, um, Doctor? What are you talking about? Uh, and so Link's basically, which brings me to my my first question: hmm. If Link's can time travel and take these scientists, wouldn't he just travel to a distant future and get the parts he needed? No. And I'll tell you why. Because, and I and I looked this up uh, before we started recording just to double check. Um, And it is, it gets one mention in this story, but his osmic projector Uh thing, the the tool that he is using uh, to reach forward in time and and snatch these scientists. Yes. That's its limitation. It it can only go that far that far it can only it like it even 20th century was pushing it okay he said so it, it can only go a few centuries and he basically pushes it to like several centuries all right i'm hey fine with it fine look with up it. Os, look up osmic projector on tardis wiki yeah, it'll it give like the whole history of this one particular tool really yes i'm not joking i, I was sitting there reading for it while i was waiting for you to hop online this evening Holy moly. Yeah, we got a couple yeah. of paragraphs. Oh, this was also the Osmic Projector was the thing they comically zoomed in on. Oh, <laughs> like there a, were some serious, like, hard zooms oh, yes. in episode one. And I was like, oh, boy, this is one of those stories. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like, I'm going to try. Have you heard about this hard zoom? We're going to try it. It's a hard zoom, you per- say? Perfect. Let's keep doing it. Uh, yeah, I think they did like the quick zoom on the doctor's uh, face when the brig was talking about, yeah, I've kind of put all of my eggs in one basket. It's kind of weird. And then he goes, as long as no one steals the basket, and it like zooms in on his face. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it's so bad. And then they zoom in on this osmic projector twice. And when they zoom on it the second time, it's just to an empty table where it was. <laughs> it was pretty funny. But then I don't think we get a hard zoom in the other three episodes. Um, the the empty table zoom was the, I think it was three or four. Oh, was it? Okay. Yes. I, I clearly just missed it then. It's, it's pretty ridiculous. 
Oh boy. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, Suntaran, great stuff. Um, I love this like hypnosis pen he has. Oh yeah. Which is crazy. That, that thing's a crack up. Um, and then his, his, his gun, which the doctor, oh, where did the doctor get this, uh, metal umbrella? I don't know. <laughs> where did this come from? I don't know. I'm like, Doc, did you take my Venetian blinds and do something with them? <laughs> that was the most metal umbrella, literally and figuratively, I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. It definitely was. It's crazy. It's something like the penguin would have. <laughs> yeah. It, it was so like weird. Um, I also love that he, when he, fi- when Lynx finds out that there is um, a second sex on this, uh, he's like, change the way you breed. Yes. Oh my god, he's like, "Oh, you you have two genders on this planet." Yes. I see. <laughs> Change it. <laughs> it's just uh, like hilarious. What a ridiculous ridiculous <laughs> person. And I mean, uh th- I only have three firsts here, but we actually have a fourth. We'll get to the fourth one. We mentioned it in the story notes. But this is the first mention of the doctor's home planet being called Gallifrey, and it actually like is almost a a throwaway line. Yeah, it, it it doesn't. There's not like some grand speech about it or anything. No, it's just like, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Gallifrey. <laughs> I'm a Time Lord, and that's it. That's that's where from that sentence basically comes all everything. Can you imagine what what that must have been like for for like really like hardcore fans at that point? Oh yeah, I cannot. Like, yeah. Oh my god. They named his planet. Yeah, I bet it was crazy. Uh, and and uh, yeah. it's eleven seasons in too, which is very strange, right? Right. I was reading up on on the name Gallifrey, so I did see that it was uh, Gallifrey at one point. But I was looking at the other names for it in rant, like in books and in such as I say, oh, um, it is called the Homeworld. Uh, Ga- well, okay. Gallifrey Original. <laughs> I don't know. And Jewel. Jewel? Yeah. I can't remember. It was from a it was from a book. It was from a new adventure book. It was called Jewel. Interesting. I don't think that will save anyone's soul. No, I don't believe it will. Um also Gallifrey Original, uh the worst flavor of Gallifrey and chips. <laughs> <laughs> not, well not great. They, look, look, in the eighties they did try new Gallifrey for a little while, oh, but yes. then they to the old right formula I, and now it's gallifrey classic i do remember that also did you do you know what gallifrey trans uh translates to apparently uh, it, what does it translate to its literal translation according to tardis wikia it was they that walk in the shadows the shadows of what time and space i don't know oh. no i don't know but but probably time and space probably <laughs> they that see that's okay i'm sorry i'm gonna get on my grammar soapbox for a moment oh, they no. they are people people are who's not that's <laughs> it should be they who walk in the shadows there you go getting off my soapbox now all right get get on get off it because we have to talk about the third and final new thing which is this um to steal from ace this wicked new opener Nah, you like it, do you? I, dude, I love it. And I, I, my, I go, hey, full body doctor intro. And I said, whoa, okay, I don't remember this intro at all. Mm-mm. 
It's fantastic. So did it last this entire? Because we have watched uh, an episode from this season before. I I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it at least lasts this whole season. If it doesn't last the whole rest of his run, because it is the best. I love it. Yeah, I I love the full body silhouette. Um, you know that kind of becomes the tunnel and and moves into the slit screen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, this is this is a really good. I mean, we we honestly we we get an early hint at some of that kind of like. 80s rainbow sparkle right at the beginning oh yeah you know i I love it like it it shows it's almost like it shows a black and white picture of his face and then it becomes full color and you know i'm like oh the head's gonna go and i'm like oh it's his whole body and then we get like this cool kaleidoscope kind of kaleidoscope kaleidy what is happening dude i'm serious (laughs) the universe is falling apart kaleidoscope we get this cool kaleidoscope effect and then we get, yeah, we get the diamond logo. And I'm like, this is great. Mm-hmm. I, I absolutely love it. And I, I almost want to go back to, I believe we watched the 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 um, the Monsters of Peladon. Yes. I want to go back and listen to see what my thoughts were on this. And also, I thought this, this would be interesting at some point when we, you know, when we eventually watch all of Classic Who. It'd be fun to put all of them in in series order just to hear how you know how the podcast has changed i think that would be fun that would be really weird that that would be that would be a spotify playlist it would absolutely Uh, be a spotify playlist i think though john i think we watched curse of peladon i don't know that we watched monster of peladon Uh oh so wait there there are two peladon stories well we didn't watch planet of the spiders from this 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 season we have not, and Lord, I read that book, and yeah, that'll be... That's oh, we one. watched Death to the Daleks. That's what we watched. Yes. Okay. Did watch that. Lots and lots of Daleks blowing up. There we go. Okay. Because I, I panicked, and I wouldn't... I don't recognize any... Oh, wait, there's the Pel- Peladon. All right, that's what we watched. Yeah, no, there there are two different Peladon stories. I believe we watched Curse. I don't believe we watched Monster. Maybe we have. I <laughs> well, I mean, more on like, that, more on that for the next time, <laughs> because... We've made a mistake that we will be correcting. We will. But yeah, man, I mean, this open is just, it's so good. And I, I was, I actually paused it and I had Lauren, I'm like, Hey, look at this. (laughs) I had her come over and watch it. I'm like, you got to come see this. This is crazy. What'd you think? She loved it. Yeah. Awesome. She's like, this is great. Also, this, this was the most of the third doctor she's ever seen. Wow. Yeah. That's saying we'll get, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, but yeah, I mean, oh, oh, that's what I wanted to talk about. We need to talk about this robot night. Yes, <laughs> yes, our our medieval rock'em sock'em robot. It's unkillable until it is killed. Until it's completely killed. Although I will say that constantly swinging your sword as you walk is probably not the safest design. No, not at all. But I mean, I guess like... Lynx was probably like this. This is sufficient. Always hacking. <laughs> well, yeah, probably. Um, and it's just I love when they're testing it out, and it's just like taking multiple arrows to the brain, and <laughs> it's just do whatever. And I mean, he um he knocks the head off of it, and it's pretty much yep. immobile. So Lynx is like, all right, I got to take care of this. 
He never actually does fix it fully because the doctor disguises himself as the robot knight, which is a hilarious scene. Actually, there's a whole lot. Just, it just hit me. There's a whole lot of the doctor disguising himself in this story. Yeah, there's him disguised, him and Sarah Jane disguised as the monks. Yep. There's him disguised as the robot knight. Yep. There's him disguised for a moment as Lynx. Yes. <laughs> yes, he puts his helmet on. Wow. He does the voice. He does yeah. do the voice. I mean, if you know, if anything, this era of of Doctor Who was supposed to be kind of more um James Bondish. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I mean a lot of you know, a lot of spy espionage stuff going on. And you know, you gotta disguise yourself sometimes. Sometimes you just gotta disguise yourself as a giant robot knight. I also go. love that the doctor was just full on going with it while blood axe and which is still the greatest name of all time mm-hmm. uh blood axe and iron Gron were just like all right now let's stab him a million times and see if he's fine you guys shoot him with arrows and he was like oh i gotta stop this nonsense <laughs> i have to stop this absolute nonsense before i actually get killed and that was a lot of fun i really like that scene that was yeah with with our 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 robot knight, there is there's the point where Iron Gone Iron Gone <laughs> flippy oh. chips Iron <laughs> Gone gotta put all the letters in there Taylor um, brings him out to his men and this is this is when they all start kind of like testing it and literally the only thing that Iron Gone knows how to do is literally twist that one knob on the controller. Yes, he does. He's just sitting there, twist, 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 twist the whole time. I love it. I was just fixated on it. I love it. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. He's like, haha, I'm doing it. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to think. Uh, those were my overall questions. I really. Oh, look, we were talking about directing a little bit. There was okay. in the first episode. <clears throat> There was the weird cut between Lynx uh, claiming Earth for the Centauran Empire back to the castle where all of um, Iron Gron and his men look a different way and then it cuts to them it back in the castle looking that same way. And I got what they were trying to do and I kind of dug it, but it was a little strange. I mean, there was also the hilarious ending with the castle exploding. Which, oh my gosh! Which, which, it's not even the castle exploding. It's like here's a bit of stock footage yes. of like I don't know, like a mining operation in a quarry, and here's this whole like wall of rock. Yes, falling uh, down. They have edited the timing on so perfectly. It's so funny. That is just a bunch of falling rock. And I also love that it was like the slowest zoom on the castle of mm-hmm. all time. Mm-hmm. It was very funny. I, and yeah. I love that it, it propelled them directly outside of the TARDIS. Yes. How fortunate. Yeah. How fortunate. I, speaking of directing, I don't have a lot of notes for it, but I have to say every single cliffhanger in this entire story is an absolute banger. Oh, I, 100%. I, think- I had a reaction to Every single one of them, and I can't say that for many Doctor Who stories. No, of course. I feel like the first, the first one, what the the cliffhanger was just the reveal of the Centauran face. Yeah, which, it's like literally we see links, bam, credits. Which is, I, 
I mean, what did you think of? I think they 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 had a good design. I just I'm I wasn't a fan of let's just put random hair on him. It just seemed <laughs> weird to me. I don't know why. It I mean it's it's the first iteration of the Santarin ever. I mean, yes. it might have been one of those things where like, well, this makes sense. And then they look at it, it's like, oh yeah, that looks kind of bad. Okay, next one we <laughs> get rid of that on the costume. Hey, we've learned no one will notice. You know, it's not like they replay these or anything. Yeah. Um, the end of the second episode, he who strikes Iron Gron dies. Smash right into credits. Yes. <laughs> Good stuff. And it's fantastic. And then the third episode was the doctor uh, being scanned by the, I, I assume it was the, the death ray. I can't remember. It was yet that or like the, the, the controlly thing. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It's like, you want my answer? Blast. Yeah. Right and into the credits. That was also followed up by uh, amazing teamwork by the doctor, Sarah Jane, and Professor Rubish, who we have uh, not really spoken about. No, we need to talk about Professor Rubish. I loved this guy. <laughs> he cracked me up. Yes, he was very, very funny. Uh, and he, I loved that he believed the hypnosis didn't work on him because he was the smartest, but it's mainly mm -hmm. because he was the blindest. Yes. Um, <laughs> I loved it. Like, he apparently had, I think in his Wikia description, it's like, he had the thickest glasses ever because he couldn't see anything. It's something ridiculous yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, I love that he fancied, he fancied, he made some glasses for himself or just a monocle. It basically, I think, took, now, I don't think this would actually work in real life, but he basically takes a magnifying glass um, to a bench grinder. Yes, um, which which is a very coarse thing. I've got one in the garage. Um, and then, yes, he basically has himself an eyeglass of sorts. Yes, very. Um, I, although at the same time, I love that he saves the day by smacking links on the probic vent. Yeah, dude, that was great. I'm that like, was teamwork right there because he yes. only knew that because the doctor mentioned it. Mm -hmm. which was great i loved it he you know obviously he's a professor he's very smart um but also like maybe too smart for his own good at some points mm -hmm. it you know oh i'm so smart that's why i was hypnotized yeah. um he was great and i i i think this is his only appearance in who it would have been nice to have this guy come in as a side character every now and then during that, this era that would have been funny that yeah. would have been funny but yeah i don't believe we see him again he was great i really en enjoyed him um, we also haven't mentioned, I mean, we've mentioned him a little bit. Um, our other big bad iron Gron. He wants that star, man. He really does. Oh, the star, <laughs> the, the look iron Gron look. And it's just like the slowest falling star <laughs> of all time. <laughs> well, cause it's a spaceship. Yes. I, I love that. I thought that was funny. Um, he was mad about the meat and the wine. He wants to murder his men. Um, chicken hearted knaves be gone was one of my favorite lines from him. Oh, there's, there's some really great, like we'll call it medieval lines. Yes. Um, but one thing that I feel like, I, I just felt like, what did this table ever do to iron Gron? His table, oh, he hits it with I an know. axe 10 million times. He's always yeah. throwing stuff on it. And they, I love that they make a effort to just show the damage he's doing to the table. Yeah. I it's don't like, know. Ah, 
watch this weapon destroy lunch. Yes. It was very funny. But he was always mad about everything. Um, I do love that this, that, you know, not only does the doctor need to stop what is happening just for the sake of, you know, kidnapping, but he needs to and stop history. it. Well, I'm sorry? And history. And history. Well, yeah, but he needs to, he needs to save history because uh, Lynx has just given Iron Gron guns. Yes. Way too early. Way, way too early. Way too early, and that would just set everything uh, not, you know, not right. So I did like that that was the twist, mm-hmm. that not only does he, he's trying to solve the mystery of where these scientists are going, but also, oh, there's guns, and I have to get rid of them now. Yep. And and how convenient that, oh, when, uh, what, when Lynx's ship takes off, it'll destroy the whole castle and the guns with it. <laughs> yes. How convenient. <laughs> how very convenient yes just a bit but yeah i mean overall i this was this was so fun i really enjoyed this um this, this, this was a good story yeah i'm trying to good think if there's there's anything else that i would really like i wish the i mean it says the brig was in it i mean he was in it for maybe five minutes yeah he was not in it much no. um I, I will be completely honest. I, I set up the whole, like, who's in an episode before I've started watching it. Oh, I mean, that's fine. I'm just, uh, I always need more Brig, so we need more yes. Brig. Yes, he was in it for about five minutes rapid. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, there was some uh, other good Sarah Jane stuff. I mean, when she tries to lead the revolution of the, the women who are the who are working, Oh, yes. I thought that was awesome. And then I also mm-hmm. love, like, the whole plan to... <laughs> this is so weird. Like, the whole plan is to po- not poison the stew, but make them all very sleepy. Put some sleepy time yeah. tea in there. That's exactly right. Um, And make all of Iron Gron's men fall asleep so they can get them out of the castle before it explodes. Mm-hmm. Um, But... It's weird. I did love Sarah Jane mixing it in in the stew and then going over to another pot of stew and going, oh, my God, look at that giant spider. And everyone screams and she just pours it. I loved that. I thought that was very funny. That was very good. But the stew, they eat the stew and they're all making fun of of Lynx because he looks like a frog or a toad or whatever. And they all start to, like, fall asleep. And I feel like in real time, they were only asleep for probably four minutes, <laughs> right? Well, it feels like they were not asleep for that long because I the who, camera adds a couple of hours. Yes. Who comes in and goes, get out of here, you fool. Oh, um, it's Hal. Hal comes in mm-hmm. and he's like, hey, you got to get your guys out of here because this place is going to blow up. And I love that blood axe is like. What? And immediately just turns on Iron Gron, who has met his demise at this point. Mm-hmm. And he, he's like, flee, dogs, flee. And they all just start running away. And how, oh, the arrow shot. Oh, my yes. goodness. Yes. I, was, I was hoping you'd bring it up. Mwah. Uh, yeah, chef's kiss. Yes. Lynx is trying to leave and explode everything. Um, and I love as the door is closing, Hal just nails him right in the, in the back of the head with the, with the arrow, thus killing him and his ship does not take off and everything explodes. Yep. 
I once I once took an arrow to the perfect vent. <laughs> oh, great story. A lot of yep. fun. Whole lot of fun. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that uh, I would definitely recommend this to everybody for yes. sure. For sure. It, it it is a great pairing of of uh sci fi and uh you know history. Uh you get mm-hmm. you get a great intro of not only, you know, the new intro to the show, but to a new alien and to a new companion. Mm-hmm. And it's great. I love it. Love, love, love it. I could have used some Duggan smashes, though. I feel like this is the first time in a little while we haven't gotten any Duggan smashes. Yeah, there was a little bit of fisticuffs. I mean, I don't think we really can count sword fighting and stuff like that in yeah. the Duggan scale. So looking just at the fisticuffs, that there was a little bit of uh, Lynx uh, throwing fists. I can't remember if it was against the Doctor or Iron Gron. It was Iron Gron. He kind of just threw him. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and it wasn't really enough for me to go, yes, definitely Duggan scale, but I was kind of like, hmm, okay. Yeah. You can at least, you know, yeah. it's not all just weapons and, and damage from a distance. Oh, there's one thing we have to talk about before before we leave, which I think was an actor's uh, decision, and then they went, all right, cut, never do that again, please. Uh, when, when Lynx reveals his face, and he's doing, like, this weird, like, tongue thing, He's oh like, my god. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like what is happening? Yes, it's start of episode 2. It's so we, weird. Yes, and you know what? There I swear there is another Santaran episode. Again, I want to say it's Fourth Doctor era and I it could be the Santaran Santaran experiment um which I helped Gallifrey Public Radio right. review. And I swear we get another one of these tongue things in that in Really? That I swear we do. I wonder if that's it's in the, with the costume. Maybe that's in the character description. That would, I don't know. Maybe they're just, oh, this costume's so dry. <laughs> I would also need to watch, like, yeah, I would need to watch other stuff to see, like, because I feel like in modern era they didn't do that weird tongue thing. No, I don't think I've ever seen Strax do that. It's very weird. Yeah. Very strange. I, I, I want to say it's a classic who thing. It has to be. All right, I'm hitting the button. Hit it. Gathering close, it's time for the behind the coast. <laughs> All right, I feel like I know, but just tell us. <laughs> this story is not scary at all. In fact, it's incredibly entertaining. Um, there's action, there's fighting, there's stuff that i think would keep my kids attention i would love for them to see this one yeah this was uh this is a fun a fun one for sure especially like i i will i will forego the joke uh but the last two episodes we watched there was like some really like gruesome scenes Mm -hmm. (laughs) so this is yeah this has been a nice you know no one was stuffed inside of a garbage can this time around yeah so this is a much lighter fare. This this I would love to see their reaction to seeing a Santaran. Yes. You know, especially especially in nineteen seventies. Oh, absolutely. You know, that yeah. would just be crazy. All right. So that's been our episode for this week, but next time on Podcastica, uh so just a little backstory here. Last week we were like, we closed out Sylvester McCoy's run, we did it, and now we've completed Sylvester McCoy and Colin Baker's run. We did it. Well, uh, John updated the things we've watched sheet 
which has all of our episodes, every doctor and every companion in it, and it kind of gives us a nice little look of what seasons we've watched and what companions we've traveled with and which doctors we've completed seasons for. And uh, oddly enough, we have not completed Colin Baker's run as the doctor, but never fear, because next week we are watching Vengeance on Varos. Starring Colin Baker as the Doctor and Nicola Bryant as Perry. Perry's back. I'm excited. Written by Philip Martin and directed by Ron Jones. So that that will officially close out Colin Baker's run as the Doctor for us. Our yeah. bad, everyone. I think yeah. what happened was I, because I said, did we watch it? And you said, yeah, we did. And then I Googled it and I went, oh, we did watch it. It popped up here. And then I realized it was just a tag on our site because we talked about it. Mm-hmm. So there you go, folks. We're doing yep. it next week. All right. So until then, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at the Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice. And you can follow Taylor on Twitter at Blue Box UFO. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. Just search Podcastica. Look for us in the TARDIS as cartoon characters. Great artwork. Always love it. Good stuff. Uh, Rate and review us as well. We would appreciate that. And also subscribe to us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G. And in lieu of everything that's going on, if you would like to support N-O-T-L-G, patreon.com slash N-O-T-L-G is a place to go for sure. But find find a independent artist, support them any way you can via, you know, if it's monetarily or via retweets or sharing stuff, just support them because they need the help right now. Yeah. Heck order up books from an actual like bookstore, like Powell's up in Oregon or something. Yeah. And I mean, local comic book uh, stores, I know they are doing roadside pickup or curbside pickup. So find your local comic book store and help them out. And also, I mean, if you can't, this is all, if you can, if you can't, don't feel bad. Nope. We're all doing the best we can. But also, uh, what Lauren and I have been doing is we've been trying to support a local um, restaurant weekly. So Excellent. Um, I, I would also recommend that because everybody's got to eat and um, you can find somebody to make food for you. It's great. I don't know if you've heard of restaurants before. <laughs> have you heard I, of restaurants? I, <laughs> can I talk to you about our Lord and Savior restaurant? <laughs> Actually, no, we've, we've been doing much the same thing. Um, there is, is one really good uh, burger joint, just a stone's throw from our house. Um, and we have, I think, since lockdown, I think we've eaten there like three times. Wonderful. I say eat, gotten food from there. Yes. Um, yeah, at least once a week we're trying to do something. I know we've, we had Chinese food uh, uh, last week. Nice. You know, we're, we're, we're trying to do that as best we can as well. Yeah, there's one spot I have yet to get to support. Um, they are, if I, I said that I manifested this place into into reality, it is a um, metal and wrestling-themed burger joint called Gorilla Mall. Oh, you told me about this place Yeah, before. dude, I love that place. They are super nice. They do a lot of cool stuff, and I would like to go support them very soon. But anyway, guys... Um, join us again next time for episode 187 and we're going to hit two. We got to figure out what we're doing for 200, but, um, next time we will be watching vengeance on Varos and we will talk to you guys then. See ya. See ya. See ya.
in the 80s, they did try new Gallifrey for a little while. Oh, but yes. then they went back to the old right. formula. I, and now it's Gallifrey Classic. I do remember that. 